This is Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey podcast, where we search the ancient paths to find ways that God brings light into a dark world and helps set men free from the struggles that we all face on a day-to-day basis. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Hello there, this is your old pal Grover. And today I'm going to talk to you about near and far. In fact, I, little furry Grover, am going to show you near and far. First, this is near. This is far! Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. Across the distance and spaces between us, you have come to show you go Holiness has to do with proximity today on the Christian Car Guy Show. So, yeah, I I, I think it, it's helpful when you have Grover from Sesame Street making it so simple that anybody could understand it. Um, the more I dig into this, the more my mind is just blown at how simple it really is. <laughs> but holiness clearly... Um, has to do with proximity. You might remember uh, years and years ago, I did a show about why did Moses have to take off his shoes when he was on holy ground? And I came to to the thought back then, and I would agree more so today, that it didn't have to do with his shoes weren't holy. It had to do with his feet needed to touch the ground. His feet needed to touch the holiness. In other words, God wanted him close as he could get him. And the shoes were, were, were in between him and God, and that God didn't want that. And so, you know the old joke, and Bob tells this all the time, that you know back in the days when we had, and I can say this because I'm a Christian car guy, we used to have bench seats. We, we still have them in some pickup trucks. Praise God. <laughs> but back in the day, you know, the wife would sit next to the husband, we would hope, and she'd have, you know, and there was this old couple and they were, you know, on their bench seat in their pickup truck sitting, you know, as far away from each other as possible. And the wife says, remember the good old days, you know, right after we were married when I used to snuggle up right next to you and, and uh, you know, we, you always had your arm around me. And, and the old man looked at her and said, well, who moved? <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, hey, a lot of depth in that. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> there's more depth in it than I really ever ever saw. And I have to tell you, I'm so excited about what we get to do today. So, in an effort to make us all a little bit closer to holiness, today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Kuf, and the the word holiness in Hebrew has to do with that letter. It's Kadosh. It starts with that letter. And so we're going to be talking all about that. But I'd also want, speaking of close to holiness, we have the 25th episode 
of a Ply of Plymouth Progress, which is just really cool. It even speaks to this issue a little bit, as I'll bring out at the end. So we had talked about crying at a show, the last show that I did with Jerry. Yeah. yeah. And so when did you cry with your whole heart was what that was. And we didn't get to all the callers. And so since this is another Christian car guy show, you only have three, you only got three segments to do it. And because you're going to see this has everything to do with proximity, how close you are to God has to do with crying. And I never put this together in my mind, but once you do, you're going to see it. So the Jews have taught forever that the word of God is comparable to manna. And you may have even heard that in Christian circles, that the Torah and manna have the same qualities. But maybe you never heard this about manna that the Jews teach, which I think is spectacular. They talk about that it was so pure, that it was exactly what your body needed, that it didn't have any dross. It had no waste to it. So the second you put it on your tongue, your body ingested all the nutrients and there was nothing that went to waste and it completely met all the needs of your body. Issue was you didn't get full and you wanted more. <laughs> well, the word of God, I'm serious. The word of God is that pure and, and it's that simple. There is nothing, there is nothing that, 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 that's, that's not, that's dross. Everything is absolutely per, pure. It's exactly what your body needs. And when you can get a good look at it, at whatever point you can, the Holy Spirit shows you what it is. You go, oh my gosh, it could not be more simple. So why do you think, have you ever thought about it, that a baby cries? It's the very first thing you did, by the way, when you were born. Why did you cry? Well, here's the thing. Broken intimacy. You had a relationship with your mother that was phenomenal. You were completely surrounded. You, were, you had the biggest hug going on of your life, right? She was meeting all your needs, and you could not have felt closer. But at the point in time that you came out, there was a broken, they literally severed the biblical cord, and there's a broken intimacy. And of course you cried. And of course you cried. And so... Why do you think the psalmist, when he went to, to begin the letter Kuf section, in other words, you've got eight verses that are going to describe this face of God, that is the letter Kuf, which is the beginning of the word holiness. Why is the very first thing he says, right? In that, in that verse, I cried with my whole heart. <laughs> Why do you think he did that? Because he's talking about proximity. He's talking about, and, and I want you to think about this. If somebody, men don't like it when women cry, I'll tell you why. <laughs> tell us. <laughs> I never thought about it until today. I was like, of course, uh, when you see somebody crying, you immediately are called to intimacy. Like you're called to it. They're crying because of a deep hurt or a deep broken intimacy in their life. And it's, when you go into an intimate relationship in any way, shape, or form, the stakes just went up really high, and you're liable to get really hurt. And I don't know if you ever noticed it, but I, I, I can tell you, it, Christians as a group are the cryingest bunch of people you'll ever come across. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you the Christian men that I've known that you cannot stop these people from crying. I mean, they'll, they'll tell you a story, and you watch the tears come. I mean, they just... They're, they're just that way, right, Jerry? Yeah. You know, the whole stories you're telling, what's getting to the 
the whole thing is that, you know, that's just the way God created us. And we try to make it complicated sometimes. I mean, why, why was mankind, why, why, did, why did God create mankind? Was that relationship with him, that closeness to him, that intimacy? What did Christ, what was the thing he left, you know, the Holy Spirit is to bring us together, the church? You know, it all goes back to that relationship and bringing believers together. And hopefully the world that doesn't understand that or just eager to, to, to have what a Christian has, what we have in Christ. And it's, it's you know, it's, but the problem is, just like the society does, you know, further it gets away from 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 the core of, of Christian life, the more things go bad and the more struggles we have. We have the same thing in, in our Christian walk also. Yeah, so... Again, I was looking at these eight verses, and I'm going to jump ahead. I'll go back, and, and but I want to jump ahead just to make the point that God made with me. So in verse 150, it says, they draw close, they, they draw nigh, that follow after mischief. Well, that mischief word, by the way, is just this horrible sexual immorality when it comes to this word in Hebrew, okay? It's horrible. And it says they are far from their law. So it's there, there's the word near and the word far in the same sentence. And so as I was looking at these words in Hebrew, I was like, oh my gosh, look at the positioning of the kuf, right? Because the kuf is the letter that the whole, this particular section of the psalm is about. Well, in the word near, and again, Hebrew reads, reads backwards, so you got to see that too. And I put this on my website too. The word near, guess what the first letter is? It's a kuf. The word far Guess what the last letter is? It's a cuff. Why do you think? Because the closer that you are to God, right? And we all know this. I mean, you've, you've seen the picture of the wheel before. I hope you have. Where, you know, a bicycle wheel with all those spokes, right? The closer you get to the hub, the closer you get to God, the closer you get together, it it fulfills what I would consider to be the statutes, the idea of love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your strength and your neighbor as yourself. Bring those two together and you get the hub and the wheel and the whole thing. But as you get any distance from God, the natural result is to cry. Right? It's it, it just any broken intimacy. Think about the worst cries you've ever had in your life, and this is what we're hoping you'll call because we're only going to have two segments now for you to do that at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. I don't remember crying when I was born, but I sure remember crying when my mom died. Yeah. You know... Robbie is sitting here. I'm, I'm looking at him, and I can just see the it's hurt, but also the, the joy right. because we that, that's the difference. Closer to the hub, and we can find joy in some of the most hurtful things that the world will tell us we should be broken over, and it breaks our heart. But we know. So are wheeling and dealing <laughs> <laughs> today on the Christian Car Guys Show. Call us eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer, drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, 
proximity today on the Christian Car Guy show and we are I'm so excited because I got calls and then we All get right. to hear these cry stories which I'm I'm very excited about before I do that though I want to just revisit that verse just for a second again where it says they draw nigh that follow after mischief and they are far from thy law well the verse right after that says thou art near O Lord <laughs> right proximity and all thy commandments are truth. And you remember that it said they were far from the law, and here they said that, that all their commandments are truth. Look the proximity in this, because Jesus is the law. Okay, Jesus is, those words are, are truly him. Every single letter is him. Every single concept is him, right? And so as you draw closer to the word of God, right? You, you draw closer to God, which means that in, in an essence, you can draw closer to the other people in your life as well. And, and those things that are considered commandments are actually his love letters. I mean, like this is, this is, you know, how do I love you? Let me count the ways. So we have an anonymous call in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm very excited to hear this cry story. So you're on the, whoa. Well, we hope she'll call back or he'll call back, whoever it was that called, 866-348-7884. I was excited to hear that, so please call back. Yeah, you know, you know, Rob, is sitting there doing it. I mean, everybody has that story, and it's just a matter of, you know what, do I, do I have the courage to tell the story? And, and not that you have to do it on the radio, but yeah, man, it'd be great for you to call in and do it on the radio because the thing is, sometimes life experiences... And when we have those where we're broken and we see how God is working in our lives, man, just the power of somebody else hearing your story that's going through that and that they know without a shadow of a doubt, there's hope in that. There's a, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And of course, that light is Jesus Christ and our faith. And it's just powerful. I mean, you know, so many times I think, I myself and, and I'm Robbie. There's times when we could share a story that could change the trajectory for somebody else's relationship with Christ. And then we did it and we walk off and I go, oh man, I should have, maybe I should have dug a little deeper than that. Yeah, maybe God pulled on my heartstring to share that for a reason, right? Which is, by the way, intimacy in of itself. It's like, how cool is it that God would, would kind of poke you on the shoulder and, and say, you know, here, you, you need to do this. So they are back. Hopefully, you're on the air with us here in Raleigh. I mean, you're in Raleigh. We're in Winston-Salem. <laughs> yeah, we're in Winston-Salem. <laughs> Good morning. First. Good morning. Well, I could really make everybody have a hard cry if I started singing and crying. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. that's a great Uh-oh. song. And, and you have, anyway, this this is I'm calling from Raleigh, and... Um, when you, I forgot, I forgot the gentleman that's with you right now, Jerry. Jerry, thank yeah. you. When he said what he did about, you know, as far as sharing over the radio, but it may help somebody else. I'm like, okay, I'll call back. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guilty one. Um, 
but if uh, yeah, it was um, I was there when my mom passed away. Um, but but when my brother, uh, I think maybe I would have cried harder with my mom. But when my brother passed away, well, I was told over uh, over the phone. Someone called me to mm. tell me that he had passed away. Yeah, which is anyway, I don't recommend that. Um, but that absolutely devastated. Well, it devastated me, and uh, I, I just went to my knees, and and that's the hardest cry that I remember having. However, I think like when I was eight, twenty-eight, perhaps, um, it brought me. It eventually, I mean, I kind of went out there afterwards because of it. Uh, but when I when the Lord brought me back, um, I realized. <laughs> how how much I love the Lord as well. You know, it's it's almost mind-blowing that you mention this. Um, What a dear, dear call this is to me. Okay? It it, it just is. Because I heard this this week, and I'll never, ever forget it. You You know, a lot of people realize that we have a relationship with our Heavenly Father that somewhat has been influenced by our earthly father. Right? And right. So, and John Eldridge was pointing out that, so everybody kind of gets that idea that the father wound and those kind of things. And, and then they talked about that people that had a, a issue with their siblings one way or another has to do with their relationship with Christ because ultimately he's our brother. Right? Oh, wow. Oh. And so I thought, oh, man, man, I hope oh, I'm not wow. a stumbling block to my brothers and sisters you know, based on the relationship that I had with them, that, that, you know, that's portraying our brother. And if you think about what's the one time Jesus cried, the one time we know that Jesus wept. In fact, one of the few times we, we never heard he laughed. I would love to know, by the way, (laughs) I have some ideas. Okay. But, but the one piece of emotion we know he shared was over the loss of a brother. Yeah. Oh, right. And I mean, that's also the shortest part. Right. Jesus wept. I'm going to be better. Yeah, I have that one memorized. <laughs> yeah, well, Rob, I'm going to ask you a question. Though. Was it, you know, the thing is, why did he weep? Was it because of losing a brother, because of what he knew that he was about to do, by bringing him back to this after? You know, it's it's a beautiful yeah. thing, but you know that it had to do with intimacy. Yeah. I mean, this is a very, very intimate situation and and yeah. you know that you see that and that moment, and I think it's just beautiful that you called and and brought this to my mind, uh, all in the same thing because I think it's just a a really cool understanding. And, and the, the Holy Spirit, they say, it has to do with your mother because your mother is the comforter, oh, wow. and, and that people that struggle with their relationship with the Holy Spirit sometimes they're they're they didn't get the comfort that they maybe could have got through their mother. So you could ask, be praying that God would help you with those things as well. So, wow, thank All you right. for your call. You, you blessed so my socks off. God bless. <laughs> so we only got one segment left for you to call and join us today. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. We need to hear your story. Jerry, put it on him. <laughs> yeah. Call us. Call us. Call us. We need to hear it. Somebody needs to hear it. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. But I long to rise in the arms of faith 
and be closer, drawn to Thee. Draw me nearer. Holiness has to do with proximity today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And we're also talking about, you know, part of that holiness is crying. Um, and, uh, you know, that that concept of, you know, when did you cry with your whole heart? We had an amazing call here in the last segment. We got another one. We got Jacqueline Ward um, has got a st- story to share with us. Jacqueline, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hi, good morning. First, I want to say um, thank you guys for the program. Um, I'm, I'm probably at my weakest in the spiritual room today because of me. Having to share this story, because I was just like the lady before me, it was like, okay, okay. I, I hear the Holy Spirit prompting me to say it. and But it's so tender and it's so intimate. Um, and it's dealing with my mom. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you said the part about the Holy Spirit being, you know, like a mother, a nurturer. My mother and I had, um, I left home when I was about 16, dealing with uh, drugs and things that was going on in the household and um, thinking I was grown and had a bad relationship with her and, and, and actually hated her when I left. And, um, and it took years and years and years. And after I gave my life to Christ, uh, he started working with me and dealing with me with things. And I started forgiving, forgiving, forgiving. And then he came to the part about my mother. I had to forgive her. And um, so... He worked with me, and he asked me to write a letter to her. And I had the little scrap paper to write it on. It took like maybe 15 sheets, and I kept balling it up and throwing it down on the floor. And the last piece of paper was when the Lord gave me a lovely poem from my mother called Seasonal Rose. Mm-hmm. And um, it was talking about everything. He allowed me to express what was in my heart to her. And it showed me that I did love God, and I did love her, too. And but I'm saying all that to say too is my mom is um in the hospital now um they found cancer with her and she's had um, they put a colostomy bag on her um yesterday and then now she's gonna have surgery oh. again today this afternoon and um what's her what's her name Jacqueline what's your mom's her name, name is, her name is Darcy Keel she's in St Barnabas Hospital in um, near New Jersey where she lives at. Dorothy Keel? Dorothy Keel, yes, K-E-E-L. Can we pray for her right now, Jacqueline? Yes, we can. Lord, thank, thank you for mothers. Wow. Um, and, and, and all that they are in our lives. And I thank you for the reconciliation between Jacqueline and her mother. And, and right now her mother is in a tough place facing, you know, stuff that nobody ever wants to go through. And we just pray that you would touch her in a way that she knows it's from you. From your Holy Spirit, your comfort. I pray that you would be with those surgeons, and that 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 everyone there senses your presence like they haven't in their whole life. Um, that that you, that you would be as close as that you could possibly be to everybody in the situation, even Jacqueline, as she is. We can hear the tender place where she is for her mother, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Um, so, would you like to hear the poem that? I, you, I, you, boy, you read my mind. I was thinking, man, I got to find this poem. Yeah, you go for it. <laughs> uh, it's called Seasonal Rose. To my mother, 
it always starts off with, I have never shared the person who lives inside of me. But there comes a time in our lives that something must be said to let our loved ones know that we care so very dear. So here's a rose poem I've written, especially for you, my sweet. And always know that your TLC that you have given to me will grow. To my mother who will live as long as I do. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. We get... We... Oh, my mother. I'm, what I'm doing with right now is the fear of maybe losing her. I know God is the author of everything. And I have made my peace with my mom. I really have. And we've been talking about the Lord and having prayer on Wednesday nights. And, and it's like I didn't get enough time. Mm. <laughs> I know that feeling. Time. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> um, I know you do too, Jerry, right? You're going through a similar thing with your own mother. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay, here's here's what I, here's what I want you to do, Jacqueline. <laughs> what I'm going to do is, believe me, I'm going to post this at ChristianCarGuy.com today. But I need you to email. Can, can you email? Do you have access to email? Uh, I don't really know how to do email. Okay, easier to, than that. Do you know how to use your Do you know how to use your phone? Can you take a picture of the poem? Can you oh, yes, I can. Take a picture of the poem and text it to me, okay? And and a lot of people have gotten on to me because I give out my phone number on the air, but I don't have any problem with it. This is my cell phone number, okay? Can you write it down? Oh, <sighs> uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm no, I want your poem, and I want to post it at ChristianCarGuy.com today. Okay, so here's my cell phone number. <laughs> it's area code 336. Area code 336. Nine zero nine Take a picture and text that to me, and I will post it after I do King. I have to, another show to do after this, but by noon, I'll have it up there at the website so people can see. It's called Seasonal Rose? Yes. I can hardly wait. I can, you know, that's busy. <laughs> <laughs> just a really cool part of this call, Jacqueline. And and thank you for trusting us with your heart. Because I know that's, I can, uh, you know, everybody knows that that's a really difficult place. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm not unlike you in that my relationship with my mother wasn't what it should have been when I was younger. Uh, but, oh, did God redeem that for me. And anybody who heard the show back when my mother was alive, she was my biggest fan she would always call in <laughs> she always call in and tell some stories on you also every now and then <laughs> she, she she really would well Jacqueline I got another call to get Jacqueline, you thank you for calling in because like I said man that, that somebody had touched in a special way besides just us two others oh, also yes. thank you God bless I'll look forward to that text bye bye okay alright we got Trey Jones is uh, on hey, Robin, with us. How you doing? 
I'm doing good. What you got for us? You got to go quick, though. We don't have a whole lot of time. Okay. I just wanted to tell you that, uh, you know, we were talking about your mom today, and there's crying and different things like that. You know, and I, I wanted to kind of share with you Revelation chapter 20, oh, goodness, 21 and 22. Actually, it goes through there. But, you know, it says there'll be no more tears from their eyes, you know, and it says, uh, and there will be no more death, uh, no more sorrow, nor crime, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Praise the Lord. You know, I got thinking about that when my mom was passing in the hospital, and she was battling cancer. And you were I, I really, through, really, really close with your mom, too, weren't you, Trey? Uh, not really. We had a tough love relationship. My Did mom you? was not easy to deal with. Um, but at the end, God pulled it together. Oh, yeah, like um, me. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, at the end. So, you know, I went through some things in my life, you know, my, my, my days, and it really brought our family together through what I went through. And, uh, you know, and it was, uh, it, you know, God knows what he's doing. But, right. um, you know, but I had the pleasure when mom was passing to read those, those chapters to her. I went through Revelation 21, 22. And uh, describing New Jerusalem coming down, and just to get her, you know, just to get her glimpse on the heavenly things, you know, to kind of go through. And I'm gonna tell you, you know, I, I would, I would wish to do that to anybody, you know, especially going through afflictions, whatever it may be, is to get their eyesight and stuff on the on the heavenlies, because this is just a temporal place that we're at right now. You know, it, it, it's simple. And, uh, you know, Jesus is coming soon. He's coming fast. Yeah, and that, um, that cry but, is for intimacy that clearly, as we get to spend eternity with him, we, you know, we're going to be close, man, me and the Lord. <laughs> yeah, amen. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm closer to a lot of the church folks and stuff than I ever have my family, you know. Um, you know, I battle some. People say I, I lack compassion, and I try to have compassion. Well, right when you speak truth and you do it, you know, sincere, you know, there, there's no, there's no wishy-washy when truth hits, you know. And uh, sometimes people say you're being mean, but you're really not. You're speaking truthful and kind of doing things in a truthful manner. You know, you're doing it out of love because you want to tell people the right way. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people miss that, you know. I know. Um, well, I hate yeah. we got to go, Troy, Trey. But thank you for calling and sharing that. I love that. There are no more tears at, at that. Amen. Yeah, and he's got them in the bottom. Amen. So thank you again. Uh, we've got a Christian Car Guy episode 25 coming up, so stay tuned for that. And we're so grateful for these powerful calls today. And I will get that post up from Jacqueline. Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater with today's episode of Plymouth Progress, episode 25. Jimmy continued to see in his dream that Plymouth Valiant and Plymouth Fury Faithful were discussing Valiant's concerns about their new acquaintance, Oldsmobile Tornado Talkative. Say you so, then I have been greatly deceived by this sedan Tornado Talkative. Deceived? You may be sure of it. Remember the proverb, they say and do not do. 
the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. He talketh of prayer, of repentance, of faith, and of new birth, but he only knows how to talk about them. I have been in his family, and have observed him both at home and abroad, and I know what I say of him is the truth. His home garage is as empty of religion as the white of an egg is without flour. There is in his garage no prayer, no sign of repentance for sin. Yea, the ox in his field serves God far better than talkative. Oh, he is the very stain, reproach, and shame to true religion. <laughs> no one who knows him has a good word to say about him. The common sedans who know him say this about him. A saint abroad and a devil at home. Oh, his poor family knows what a tyrant he is. He is such a rude complainer. So unreasonable with his servants, and they neither know what to do or say to him. Sedans that have any dealings with him say it is better to deal with a Yugo than with him. For they shall have fairer dealings with the Yugo, which are known cheats, than to try to deal with Sedan Talkative. This Sedan Talkative, if it be possible, is worse than a cheat, and far surpasses the worst criminal in his ability to beguile and defraud. To make matters worse, he brings up his sons to follow in his tire tracks, and if he findeth in any of his children a tender conscience, he calls them fools and blockheads, and by no means will employ them in much, and makes a mockery of them before others. For my part, it is my opinion that he has, by his wicked life, caused many to crash and burn. And unless God prevents it, he will be the ruin of many more. Well, my brother, I am bound to believe you, not only because you say you know him, but also because, like a good Christian, you make your reports of sedans. For I cannot think that you speak these things of ill will, but because it is even so as you say. Well, had I just met him, I might perhaps have shared your good opinion of this sedan. Had I received a bad report about talkative from those enemies of true religion, which we know often happens and falls from bad, evil sedans grills upon good sedans' names and professions. Well then, I would be aware of that prejudice, and I would have called it slanderous about talkative. But when we hear the reports from good sedans that they can neither call him brother nor friend, the very naming of him among them makes them blush. They know him to be what they say, and we know it's true. Not to mention a great many more things that are just as bad that I can prove him guilty of. Well, I see that saying and doing are two different things, and I will be more careful to observe the difference in the future. Oh, well, they are two different things indeed, and are as diverse as the soul and the body. For just as the body without the soul is but a dead carcass, so also saying without the doing. The soul of religion is the practical working part. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. This talkative is not aware of this truth. He thinks that hearing and talking will make a good Christian. 
and so he deceives his own soul. By hearing God's word is indeed sown in our hearts, but talking alone in response to that word is not enough to prove that the seed is bearing fruit in our lives. Let us be very certain that at the day of doom, Sedan shall be judged according to their fruits. It will not be said then, did you believe? But were you doers, or talkers only? And accordingly shall they be judged. The end of the world is compared to our harvest, the harvest of our souls. And you know men at harvest regard nothing but fruit. Not that anything can be accepted that is not of true faith, but I speak this to show you how insignificant the profession of talkative will be at that day. This brings to my mind what Moses said, by which he described the beast that is clean. The clean beast is one that both parts the hoof and chews the cud, not the beast that is only one or another. The rabbit chews the cud, but yet is unclean, because he parts not the hoof. And this truly resembles talkative. He chews the cud, he seeks knowledge, he chews upon the word, but he divides not the hoof. He parts not with the way of sinners, but like the rabbit, he retains the foot of the dog or bear, and therefore is unclean. <laughs> you have spoken well, and I know the true gospel sense of those texts. And I will add another thing. Paul calls some sedans, those who are great talkers too, sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. That is, as he explains about them in another place, they are things without life giving sound, things without life that is without the true faith and grace of the gospel. Consequently, these are sedans that shall never dwell in the kingdom of heaven among those who are the children of life, even though their sound by their talk, be as if it were the tongue or voice of an angel. Well, I was not so fond of the company of talkative at first, but I am sick of it now. What shall we do to be rid of him? Hmm, take my advice and do as I tell you, and you shall find that he will soon be sick of your company too, unless God touch his heart and turn it. What would you have me do? Why go to him and enter into some serious discourse about the power of religion? And ask him plainly, when he has approved of it, for that he will, whether this power is something that is truly working itself out in his heart, in his home garage, and in his behavior. Then Faithful drove over again and said to Tornado Talkative, Come, what cheer? How are you doing? Oh, very well, thank you. I thought we should have had a great deal of talk by this time. Stay tuned for the next exciting adventure in the Plymouth Progress. Now, here's Danny Dipsick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh -huh, Randy, all this talk reminds me of the man who walked into Narnia and told the talking tree he would cut it down. You can't cut me down, the tree complained. I'm a talking tree, can't you see that? The man responded, you may be a talking tree, but you will die a log. <laughs> yeah, Daddy. <laughs> Put that dialogue 
in a catalog. <laughs> Two different kinds of logs. Trees just sound like dogs to me. <laughs> bark, bark, bark. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, but, but seriously, Daddy, Valiant pointed out that the proof of our faith is our fruit. No fruit means no root. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an easy way to remember it. No fruit. No root. <laughs> I mean, that's one way that we can tell we aren't abiding in our faith in Christ. Hey, Daddy, who's, who's the most famous tree cutter of all? Tim Bird. <laughs> Let's see, Daddy. Tim Bird! Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> see you later, Radiator. So as this episode of Christian Car Guy Theater taught, talking does not necessarily lead to intimacy. It has to do with your heart. So can you join me in taking off our shoes to get closer to that holy ground this week? This is the Truth Network.